Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat of Kufyod Aleph Amud Bet. About to begin our study of the 15th chapter of Masachet Shabbat, Ve'eluk Sharim. And as is the case with all of the Prakim that we are in the midst of, it is a relatively short parak and focuses on one or two malachot. The first two of the three podcasts will focus on the malacha of kosher, of tying a knot, and matir, untying a knot. The following are the kind of knots for which you chayav. Kesher ha-gamalin v'kesher ha-sapanin. Gamalin are camel drivers and sapanin are sailors. Just like your chayav for tying such a knot, your chayav for untying such a knot. And Rameir then says, any knot that you could untie with one hand, you're not chayav for tying. Now, my Kesha Gamalin Kesha Sapanin, the Gemara immediately asks, what does the uh, Mishnah mean by referring to camel drivers' knots and sailors' knots? Eli Makatra, the Katra Bizmama, if it's the, the knot that you put in the ring of the camel, the Katra, the Katra Bizstridia, and the knot that you put into the mast, meaning when you're anchoring into the dock, Hai Kesha Shalkayamahu. That's clearly a temporary knot because you're going to untie it. And the assumption, the underlying assumption, is that only a kesher shel kayama, meaning a knot that's intended to be a permanent knot, is chayav. So it means the knot that actually holds the, the ring, the knot of the ring itself, uh, in the camel's nose or wherever, and of the, of the mast itself, not the one that ties it to the dock. So he has the following question about Rameir. What would Rameir say about a bow? Who is Rameir's reason really the way he says it? That it's because you could untie it with one hand. And you could untie a bow with one hand. Perhaps Rameir's reason is because a knot that you could untie with one hand is not very tight. And this one is tight. So take it. Okay, the next Mishnah. There are some knots for which you are not chayav, unlike the ones we mentioned. And the implication of that, of course, is that there are knots that are in a middle ground where you're not allowed to tie them, but you're not chayav. And then the Mishnah goes on to list knots that are mutar lechatchila, kosheret isha miftach chaluka. So a woman has the neck area of her tunic, and she, she has drawstrings. She can tie those. V'chutei svacha, the drawstrings on a headdress. V'shel psakia, a belt. V'rtsuot min alve sandal, and both shoe and shoestrings and sandal straps. V'nodot yayin v'shemen, wine flasks and oil flasks that have drawstrings. You could tie them together. Uktera shel basar, they would take a garment and put it over the pot of meat. Uh, and they would tie it on, that's permissible. You could tie up a corral, like put a rope in front of a corral, and tie it on to keep the animal from leaving. Okay, let's take a look at this. There's an inherent contradiction in the Mishnah, as I pointed out. The implication is that you're not chayav for these things. But there is an isur involved. Then it lists things that people can do lechatchila. The answer is hachikamar. There's a missing piece. What are those? 
Kitra de Katri Bizimam, Avakitra de Katri Bistrida. If you recall, in the beginning of, uh, the first Mishnah, when we analyze and try to figure out what the, um, what the prohibited, uh, knots were, the ones for which you're Chayav, we suggested that it may be, and we rejected this, the knot that you put to tie the mast to the dock, or tie the camel to the next camel. So those are the ones that are Patur of Alasur. And then the Mishnah lists those that are mutar. So it's missing in our Mishnah is that middle area. So now we're going to go through a few of these and point out that really it should be obvious that uh, there's no prohibition because by definition these are temporary ties. So the woman's neck uh, hole should be obvious. It's if it has holes on both sides. So when she ties the string in, she may always leave it on one side and leave it tied in there. So that knot may be permanent. So that it's considered uh, temporary. So the headdress should be obvious. If it's kind of loose. I might think that she would Take it off without retie, without untying it, and just uh, uh, remove it that way, and leave the knots in. That a woman cares about her hair, and she will untie it properly and take it off properly. Okay, so let me now the sandal, the shoes, the shoes. If you untied your uh, shoe laces and sandal straps, so one brayta says your chayav. Tanirach patur aval asur, that it's asur but patur. Tanirach mutar lachatchila, as our Mishnah said, it's mutar. Kashmir amenal kashas sandal sandal. So both the shoestrings and sandal straps have three different uh, rulings here, and we've got to reconcile them. Minal minal lo kasha. So harik tani chayav chatat with the shoestrings. Chayav chatat is beduush chapi. That's the one that the shoemaker himself ties on. Patur Valasur, Bidurabanan, that's the scholar's shoes, uh, that they keep the, that they don't take the knots out all the time. Mutar lachatchila, Bidurabanan mechuza. Bidurabanan mechuza are always untying and tying their shoes. And therefore they're absolutely temporary. Sandala sandalo kasha, what about the sandal problem? Hariktani chayev chatat, the ones chayev chatat, Bidurabanan, that's the Arabs who put on their sandals and they don't really remove those straps. The katri ushchepi, because that's the part that the sandal maker ties on. Patura val asur, but the chumrata, the katri inu. That's regular sandals that people themselves tie. Mutar lechatchila, but sandal denafkibe beitre. A, what's mutar lechatchila? A sandal that's used by two people, they use it in partnership. Kurav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, Achud, Rav Salah Chasida, Havalei Huzuga de Sandali. So Rav Yehuda, the brother of Salah Chasida, had a pair of sandals. Sometimes he'd wear them. Sometimes his kid would wear them. And so they had to readjust the size. So since it's always being readjusted, it's mutar lechatchila. What's the halacha? I was wondering if it's if it's asur at all. You tell me I'm chayav. So my time, uh, so why, Rabbi says to him, why would you think it's patur? Because even during the week, sometimes I wear them, sometimes my child wears them. And therefore, Rabbi said, it's mutar lechatchila. 
Okay, Rabbi Yirmiya ve'ka'azel batredu Rabbi Avahu be'karmelit. That was on Shabbat. Rabbi Yirmiya was following Rabbi Avahu in a carmelit. Ifsik ritzu at a sandalay. His uh, shoe strap, his uh, sandal strap, cut. I got cut off or broke off. Amarle ma'im anavile. So he asked his Rebbe, "What can I do?" Amarle shkol gemilach. Go take a reed. Dechazi l'machal behema. It's not muktzah because something you could feed to an animal. Uchrochi and Put it on the sandal and keep walking. Now, Abaye Havekai come into Rav Yosef. That's all here in order to introduce this story about Abaye. Abaye was standing uh, before Rav Yosef, ve'ivsik le'ritzua, and uh, he was evidently indoors, and the ritzua broke off. Amale my avile, he said, "What can I do?" Amale shavke, he said, "Leave it here." So evidently they knew the story of Rabbi and Abayi said, why is this different? Why can't I fix it? And with this makeshift thing. So the answer is, he was outside. The shoe would have been lost. There would have been nowhere place to put it. So Rabbi Avot gave him advice that was mutar in order to to, um, to keep it. Now it's important, it was a Carmelite, not Rishut Rabim. Hacha Mintar, here you're indoors. Leave it here and don't touch it. And Abayi said, but it's a small. If I wanted to, I could switch and put it on my left foot, and it would work because the Ritsua evidently was on the inside or on the outside. It would work on the opposite foot. Amarleis Rav Yosef said, that's not a kli, and we'll see why. Rabbi Yochanan, in a particular Mishnah, explains it a libra Rabbi Yehuda. That implies that halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda, as we will see. Mahi, Titania. We have the following brayta: Sandal oznav tarsiotav. If the two sides or the two handles that hold onto the straps are broken off, or the entire bottom falls off, tahor. It's not a kli anymore. It's tahor. If one of the sides or one of the rings falls off, or if most of the bottom falls off, then it's still a shoe. He says that if the inside one is broken off, then it's tamay, but the outside one, it's tahor. It's no longer a cleat. Now, the Amar Ula, which means Rehuda, is being makil now and says that it will become a non kli at less of a damage point. Here's where Yochanan comes in. He just says, That this machloket, about Tumah, what constitutes a kli, and at what point is it no longer a kli, the same machloket applies to Shabbat, in which Rabbi Yehuda would be machmir and say, at an earlier point, it's no longer a kli, and it's asur batiltul. Ah, but Rabbi Yochanan said, but the machloka does not exist in the context of chalitza. Now, in our discussion we said, Rabbi Yochanan, from whose perspective is he discussing? If he's following the Rabbanan, they say it's a kli for Tumah, so for Shabbat it's a kli. Avalola to say, but it's not the same for chalitza, the lav manahu, it's not a kli. The Mishnah in Yivamot says that if she used a left shoe and took it off of his right foot, then the chalitza is valid. So in other words, it doesn't have to be the right proper shoe for it to be valid. It must be the Rabbi Yochanan's statement that the, dis- the dispute that they had about Tuma is the same dispute about Shabbat, but, and it follows in Shabbat, but they agree about chalitza. It must be about Rabbi Yehuda. Which means, it's not a kli. 
So for Shabbat, Rabbi Yehuda, of course, would say it's not a kli. But for chalitza, it's a kli. It's good enough for chalitza. Now, So when do we say that that's valid? When it is a kli for itself. Here it's not a kli for its own use because one of the pieces is gone. Rabbi Yehuda says it's invalid. So why would he agree about chalitza? Amalav manahu. So the answer is alolam aliba de Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yochanan really is speaking according to Rabbi Yehuda. Ema v'chein lachalitza. Really, what he said was that machloket is all the way across, and that means that even though you could use a left shoe on a right foot, that's because it's a perfectly good left shoe. But this broken shoe wouldn't work at all, and therefore he would agree, he would, he would maintain his position and disagree even about chalitza. But the point is that since Rabbi Yochanan's entire discussion of the perspective of Rabbi Yehuda, he must rule like Rabbi Yehuda. So when do we say that chalitza is valid? This is now a side point. Uh, with a, an improper shoe, that's only when it's proper for its own use, even though you put it on the wrong foot. But when it is improper, even for its own use, like our case, where the, um, where the, uh, shoe is broken, then, um, we would say that it is, uh, that it is an invalid chalitza. However, the point is that Rabbi Yosef turns to Abai and says, since Rabbi Yochanan evidently ruled like Rabbi Yehuda, therefore this shoe that you have without the strap is not a kli at all, and it is muktza, leave it where it is. Now, since when did Rabbi Yochanan really take the position like Rabbi Yehuda? V'am Rabbi Yochanan, halacha kestam mishnah, famous thing that Rabbi Yochanan says, halacha kestam mishnah, utnan sandal shenif sikha if you have a, uh, this is a Mishnah in Kalim, if you have a sandal, where one of the, uh, one of the bottom pieces that moves up, uh, broke off and then you fixed it, Tamei Midras, it's still Tamei Midras if Azav walked on it, um, Nifsakash Niavatikna, let's say then, this is an important piece, the, the second one then broke off and you fixed it, Tahor the Tamei Midras, Avatamei Maga Midras. It is Tahor now from Midras that existed, but it's Tamei because it's touching Midras. Right now, my love, doesn't that Mishnah mean it doesn't matter whether it's the inside one or the outside one? And therefore he rules not like Rabbi Yudah, and he says in any case, it's no longer a Kli. Look, Primit Dafka. He's saying Dafka like Rabbi Yudah's position, which is only if the inside one is broken off, but if the outside one is broken off, Tahor. It's no longer a Kli, and it's not Tamei Midras. So let that Mishnah be a case where there's four, on each, four, two on each side. So we can keep Rabbi Yochanan consistent, saying Halachik Rabbi Yehuda and Halachik Stam Mishnah. This Stam Mishnah works like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yochanan bar Abba Amarav Halachik Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yochanan bar Ein Halachik Rabbi Yehuda. So Ravin reported in the name of uh, Rav. That halacha is Rabbi Yehuda, and that Rabbi Yochanan said ain't halacha Rabbi Yehuda, which means that Ravin's report from Eretz Yisrael is that Rabbi Yochanan said ain't halacha Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yochanan, Achim, Rahman, Devarit, Rabbi Yochanan, Libra, Rabbi Yehuda, Kamarinak, Rabbi Yehuda, Sfirlei. Everything we just went through on the previous Hamud indicates that he holds that way. The answer is Amorai Nin of Libra, Rabbi Yochanan. That was Rabbi Rabbachana. This is Ravin. Two different versions among the students of Rabbi Yochanan of how he held in this position. 
Okay, Tanonatam. We have famous Mishnah Kelim. What's the Shi'ur of Kelim that are not made by artisans or not used by artisans? Is they are Tameh. If they become Tameh, they're Tum'ah. Klecheres is maintained until there's a big enough hole for a pomegranate to fall out of. Then it's no longer a Kli. So, by Rabbi Chizkiah. So, Chizkiah asked the following question. Nikav Zayit. Let's say that a smaller hole was made, enough for an olive to fall out. Ustamon, you sealed it. Then another hole, the size of a zayit, on some other part came. Ustamon, you sealed it. Until all those holes put together, being enough for Rimon to come out of, but at no point was there that big of a hole at one time. Mahu. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, so Rabbi Yochanan turned to him and said, Rabbi. Shanitalanu, you taught us That's why in the earlier pace we read this And I said to you, Why in the second case is it Tahor? After all, in the first case, the second part was around, and you said it's still Tameh. Here, in the second case, the first one is already fixed. And you answered by saying, meaning, it is essentially a new shoe now. So all Tuma that was there is gone. Because you replaced both of the critical parts. This is the famous uh, Athenian riddle, or the, the ship of Theseus, about at what point is it really a new boat? Uh, gave reference to it on the handout. Same thing here, is this is a new kli, even though at no point was there big, a big enough hole, but the sum total is there's been enough replaced that it's a new kli. What did Rabbi Chizkiah say about Rabbi Yochanan? This man is not human. Or this man is supremely human. Either way, it was a great praise for him. And Amr Zebra, Amr Yabba, Barzimuna, so his comment, his later comment on this is, think about how great these men were. If they were angels, Anu we're just human. If they were human, Anu then we're just donkeys. The famous miraculous donkeys. We're like regular donkeys. Okay, at the end of the Mishnah, we talked about nodot yain v'shemen, that uh, wine and uh, oil skins, uh, can flasks can be tied, pshita, so lo if they have two openings. Maybe one of them, you're mavatal, you don't untie it. Kamash that by definition, they're considered to be temporary knots. Kerevasha basar pshita, the same thing. Lo if it has another opening. So perhaps one of the ties on these garments that you're tying down to the pot is batel, you're not going to untie it. Kamashman, by definition, it's temporary. So he says that uh, you could tie that, that rope in front of the corral. So Again, if it has two uh, holders, just like with the uh, woman's garment. I might have thought that that you mavata one of them, kamash malan, that you're not. That that's exactly how we rule. We had this a little earlier. He says, what, does anybody disagree with Rabbi Yosef? So his answer to him, Rabbi Yosef said, what's the difference to you? Either way, that's the halacha. I'm like, Gemara, Gomor, is You want the Gemara to be like a singer that's just singing and making a bunch of noise? It has to be meaningful. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up with the next Mishnah, which is the second half of Mishnah Bet. 
and then uh, go from there to the last Mishnah of the Perak, and which will open up some very interesting discussions about Kvod, Vonik Shabbat, and some fascinating Agadot. The meantime, it should have a wonderful day.